Here we go, here we go, here we go. And we're live. Yeah. <laughs> Good morning, everyone. Happy Wednesday. Yeah, and hey, Happy ladies. Wednesday. Hello. Happy New Year to everyone. I'm so excited for this to be the first interview that I'm kicking the year off. As you know, my name's Alana Whitaker. I go by Afro Butterfly, and this is the Digital Green Book Podcast. I love interviewing amazing, dynamic individuals in and around the tech space and in other industries, especially people that share my background, because we're not a monolith. I want to show people that we do amazing, dynamic things out here in the streets. I'm so honored today to have Liddy Pearson with me today. I met this young lady a month ago or so, and I've just been in awe of her since then, stalking her on LinkedIn a little bit and got a mutual introduction from a friend. Um, and now excited to be partnering with her on an initiative that'll be taking place in Miami in a few months. But Liddy, thank you so much for being here today. Yes, thank you for having me. It has been wonderful. Our short time together, I feel like this year might be like like butterflies for us this year. Okay. Like we're going out of caterpillar stages and we're butterflying it. So thank you for having me. Absolutely. I think there's a lot of people like yourself who are actually doing the hard, tangible work. And sometimes it goes unseen. So I like having things like this to sort of showcase and highlight exactly what it is that you do and what a lot of other people as well do, but it doesn't get as much traction or visibility because when you're a person doing the work, sometimes you don't have time to worry about marketing, social media, posting schedules, email funnels. I mean, you try to do some of that to manage your system on the back end, but when you're doing the work, you're just focused on doing the work a lot of the times. So I would love to get into your background um, at baseline and sort of go into what you do. Before you got into what you do right now, what were you doing before? Let's start. Um, I was a recruiter. Uh, <laughs> um, I've been recruiting for about 10 years now um, for corporate industries. I started out in healthcare, working at a hospital, um, doing nurse recruiting, which was uh, not easy, even pre pre-COVID. A nurse recruiting still was not easy. So if you're doing it now, I applaud you because it's, it, ma it makes it even harder. Um, so that's how I started. And then I went into corporate um, uh, organizations, Fortune 500 organizations that were just really trying to do high volume recruiting. And that's where I, I realized I love recruiting. I love bringing people together. I love you know, doing some of that recruiting strategies and the advertising, marketing events, things of that nature. And so um, when I was laid off um, in uh, March of 2020, I was like, I'm starting a business. I'm going to start a recruiting agency. So I did. Um, and uh, we have been very small getting jobs uh, or helping individuals here in the Florida area find employment. Um, we've even helped others outside of our state. But um, since I'm here, it makes it a lot easier for me to connect with employers that are in this area. Um, but yeah, so that's a little bit of my background uh, and what I do. Yeah, I love that you were in recruiting already in an industry. Myself as a former ICU nurse of 13 years who still keeps her active credentials because uh, once a nurse, always a nurse. Right. Uh, it's, it's so interesting because I know exactly what it takes to do nursing. Um, I, being a travel nurse, they were hitting, I still get contract calls, like probably five to six a week because the nursing landscape is that short right now. Um, but now that you transition into tech recruiting, 
some of the things that we chatted before that I think are everyone in any industry, I sort of want to go over those. So tell me a little bit about your experience getting your minority business owned certification and your women's business owned certification and what that's done for you as far as getting federal contracts. Oh man, that's been lovely. It's a, I want to say a lovely experience because it was definitely something I had to learn. Um, they're not going to just allow you to walk into a government meeting and say, Hey, I want to con I, I want this contract. No, it is a process that you have to go through. And so I literally, um, you know, went through the entire paperwork process. You know, I went to all of the the meetings that were here in the in our area, I've got a chance to meet directors and leaders of the Tampa Bay area because of this um, this paper that says that I can now I'm certified. So it's really opened some doors up, and there are now they're reaching out to me. They're sending me emails asking me if I would like to be a part of a contract. Um, there's there's doors that have opened up that I never even imagined just by having. Or going through that process. So um, I can't wait for this year. Now I'm certified in um, Florida, North Carolina, and Texas. Um, and so I spent all of last year building relationships and growing that out and making sure certifications got in. And so now I can go in and get some of these government contracts um, already so far. Um, I would say in the last um, three to six months, I've already put in two proposals. And so I've learned my lessons on those. And um, I have more out there. I have people who are sending me stuff. So I can now start doing the proposals on my own, which makes it really lovely that I built those relationships. But anybody out there, if you're, if you're thinking about government contracting at all, if you just do the paperwork, everything else will start falling in your lap. Like, honestly, that's really how it feels. So definitely. So just as a recap note, y'all, if you have either an LLC or C-Corp, S-Corp, it's worth it going through that leg work to get your, if you happen to be of color, your minority certification, if you happen to be a lady, your women's own business certification, or if you have a small business, a small business certification. Getting those certifications allow you to work with federal entities and get contracts for whatever industry of work that you're in. So with Liddy, specifically tying this all into what our topic is today, getting hired. Liddy specifically is a recruiter and she helps place people in jobs. Could you tell me about some of the roles that you've gotten individuals placed into in the tech field? Yeah, so we have um, some developers, um, some engineers from different industries. Uh, uh, a little fun fact, construction, uh, engineers, right? Um, now they are starting to use them for building those wind turbines and solar farms that a lot of these states now are, are, are implementing. So if you have an engineering background at all, whether in technology or construction engineering, they're hiring. Cal, uh, uh, I got an individual when I say this really quick story. Um, there was this guy, there was a contact that I made, government contracting contact that I made, and they're building solar farms here in the, the Tampa, Florida area in order to help generate some of the um, increased electricity 
souls, all of that stuff happening. Okay. Um, so I reached out to a, a gentleman. He was in California. California is already known for having solar solar farms and you know those wind turbines so this guy he was like I, i've been doing it for about five years now i'm looking to move to florida with my my new wife all of these good things right and so i was like oh perfect well i would love it if when you move here or if you need help moving here right um to get you on the phone and start speaking with i'm the director um, for the water resources department here in tampa florida and he was like, water resources. Um, he's like, how is that similar to wind turbine? I was like, well, they're the ones that's in charge of building the turbines here in, in our state. So I can get you right in front of the director. Um, did that. Okay. Um, here we are. They just started the project in October and he started that on that project in October. So he's building wind turbines. Same thing he was doing in California. He now gets a chance to do it here. They relocated him here. Um, he has very high salary. He has all the benefits, all the perks to it. You know, he did not lose, miss a beat by moving here. So, um, but it, it did. It, I wouldn't have been able to make that happen if it wasn't for me knowing that that was a government contract that was out, that that was a role that needed to be filled, and that I had contacts inside the agency um, that needed to fill these roles right away so they could start working on this project. So I made it happen. Um, so that's, I'll say all that to say is um, no matter what industry you're in, there is a transferable skill that you have that can be used in other industries or in other states or other locations or wherever. So don't feel as if you are stagnant and need to stay where you are in order to be able to grow. So if metropolitan is not where you are, you're not in a metropolitan area, but you have metropolitan experience, you need to move to metropolitan area so that way you can grow. So um that's something that I work with individuals on is making a transition in their career. So if you're transitioning into tech, there are ways you can do it without you even having to go back to school to get any extra education. Or for some of you all, it just can be just knowing that you have those transferable skills. You don't even realize you have them until someone else says like, hey, you have this skill. I need this skill. So how can we work together? So let's talk about that. Some of the things we initially talked about in one of our earlier calls was the type of individual that had no tech background and was looking to transition into a tech career. So an engineer makes sense, you know, but we talked about a few industries that people wouldn't think of uh, and they these individuals come to you and you help them with things like resume writing, where that's you literally taking the things that they've done in the past and converting the, those skills from that industry into skills in the tech industry, as far as transferring those soft skills, just changing up the language. For example, instead of mm -hmm. me thinking myself as an entrepreneur, I'm a founder, things like that. Um, what does some of, what are some of those industries that don't have a heavy tech background that you've been able to redo their resume, and then get them placed into tech? Um, healthcare and education. I love working with individuals who have a background in healthcare and education because mm -hmm. there are so many transferable skills that are incorporated in either one of those industries. So when you make a transition into a 
um, for example, if you have an education background, you've been a teacher for several years, um, you have a pedagogy that is not usually in a lot of individuals in the corporate environment. So it makes it easier for you to transition into a program or project manager um, um, uh, and implementation specialist. Uh, you can also transition. Um, I'm thinking of another one, but it's slipping my mind. Um, uh, trainer, uh, a corporate trainer. Right. At least you still like teaching, but you just want to teach adults now. You don't want to teach children anymore. You can be a corporate trainer. Um, if you don't want to teach people at all any longer, you want to go into project management. There are so many transferable skills that a teacher has that they've never even tapped into until someone says, you know what? Like, uh, I see that you've been working with people, students, you've been doing the trainings because teachers have to take a lot of trainings. And so they don't realize that some of the trainings that they've taken, especially throughout the pandemic, um, that those are now skills that they can use. If you were a teacher and you had to build your own um, classroom setting virtually, right? You can transfer that into project management, like hands down. It is a skill that you have to learn. You teach, taught yourself. And if you have the idea of maybe going into project management, it makes complete sense. Go ahead and get that certification, that PMP, right? Um, get that certification and start working in that industry. All right. It's going to make a huge, like teachers that I worked with in the past, they've jumped from making $40,000, $50,000 to now making $70,000, $80,000 and being able to not work in a classroom setting anymore, but to work virtually, work from home and doing what they already know how to do. Corporate trainer, project management, doing those things. So it's it's something that um, I appreciate. Uh, say the same thing for healthcare. Um, healthcare, the, the dynamic for healthcare is changing. A lot of it is becoming more digitized than it was in the past, especially for private agencies. So if you are um, in healthcare, let's say you were um, a nurse, for example, right? And you've never been inside of a class, uh, I'm sorry, not a classroom, never been inside of a hospital before, that's great because they are hiring nurses to do virtual things as well for these hospitals, for insurance companies, um, for any private healthcare related organization. They will hire a nurse to do um, exactly what you learned how to do in school, which is um, check records, right? Um, call a patient, check in on a patient, see how they're doing. Um, you know, pick up the pick up the phone and you know have a, uh, a triage a patient. All of those things which you can do from the comfort of your home and never have to touch a patient. Uh, there is a nurse in particular who's actually doing those things. We got her transition from a, uh, a, a hospital nurse, right? She only had like maybe two years of experience in a hospital and like last year we were able to get her transition into working virtually as a nurse for a large um health insurance company makes a total difference she's not missing a beat not missing a dime the same the same pay she was getting in the hospital she's getting from being a nurse working virtually and never having to touch a patient so i love working with education and healthcare to get them into technology because that bridge that gap there is like mind-blowing like they transfer very easily. <laughs> I think that's beautiful. So those are your favorite to work with. What about the individuals? So the, the request that I get when I'm like boots on the ground on the street, talking to people, engaging interest in tech in general. Sometimes there's individuals who don't have a four-year degree or they don't have 
Um, that educational component, I do know some individuals that are stay-at-home educators, or they may not have that paper background that a lot of our peers may have. Um, so what would be some advice or what are, or do you have individuals that you've worked with that don't have a robust educational background and what has placement looked like for them? Yeah, it has been a little bit challenging um, working with people who don't have that education. But what I will say, though, is you have to be able to speak your knowledge. OK, like if you read tons of books, if you did a lot of self-education and you are a smart individual, you have to be confident in what you've taught yourself. And when you're interviewing, be able to present that at that point, you are not going out there as a, um, you know, a, the, the traditional way, right? People have four-year degrees and then go out and start working, right? You're not going out the traditional way. You now have to use your gift of gab, right? You have to use like um, your knowledge base in order to say, okay, you know what? I know these skills. I have all of these, you know, um, these job duties that I can complete. And now I need to be able to talk the talk in order to get the job. Um, quick example here. I have a client that I worked with previously um, he was um, uh, he was out of a job for about five years. And while he was out of a job, he went and got his bachelor's degree. Um, and, and then he was he's he's a really big self learner. He's he, he's here in Florida with me. One day, I hopefully I get a chance to meet him in person. Um, but uh, he was he was such a good learner. He was bilingual on top of that. Um, and so he took the first job that came to him when he finished his bachelor's degree, which was some type of manufacturing gig that he took. And he was there for like two years. And so we talked about it, you know, really wanted to make sure he was he understood that it to get him to the role he wanted to be in in pharmaceutical. He had to be able to talk like he knew what the industry was about now. The thing that made it um, very easy for him to transition into a pharmaceutical um, uh, industry was he was working for a DMS manufacturing company. Um, uh, they do uh, medical supplies, right? Uh, so he was working for one of those companies so he could use some of that lingo in order to talk about situations and stories that helped him get to the pharmaceutical company he wanted to be in. Now he works at um, Bristol Myers, uh, which is a large pharmaceutical company, if you don't know it. And it took him maybe, I think we worked together for about six months. All right. And three of those months was just that mindset shift of, Okay, like now you got to change your language a little bit when you're talking and you're interviewing, you know, now you have to like really know deep down inside that you have it. And that I think is a lot of where some of my clients struggle with if they've never been in the industry before, they struggle with getting in the industry. So we take a average for me three month turnaround three four month turnaround and it turned into a six or eight month turnaround because we spent the first couple of months on mindset. So that way you're prepared to go into your new industry. So it is, it, it works, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad that he got into Bristol Myers because that was his top pick and we did it in six months. So, yeah. And so I love that you touched on that component about the mindset. Um, that's been a central theme in a lot of these interviews that I've done recently, both with founders, VCs, individuals looking to break into tech, individuals in tech individuals in business for themselves the key the, the shared thread throughout that is 
shifting your perspective of being a worker into literally taking the onus for yourself and really gearing yourself up to make that transition and that change. So I like hearing that time frame. So when an individual begins to work with you, there were a few different um, key key items that you talked about. One is interview coaching. Like you take them through the process of what it, it might be like to interview for that actual role before they sit for the interview that you can land for them. What What has that been like on average? Like when you have to coach someone who's transitioning from a non-technical career into a technical career, technical career, and you're going through those line items of interview prep, resume rewriting, mm-hmm. three-month mindset shift, employment. Yeah, um, it, it 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 can be challenging if you go into if you get a coach. Uh, I think I've like seen this around here lately. If you get a coach and you are not mentally prepared to go through that that process that coaching program that they have available for you then you will fail hands down because you have to be able to accept someone giving you some feedback and it's not going to always be positive feedback <laughs> there's I have a client now she'll tell me just give it to me just like don't even sugarcoat it for me just throw it at me like look tell me what's wrong and I'll send her a message and she'll be like wow, you didn't have to be that strong about it. Well, you said don't sugarcoat it, so I didn't. <laughs> so um, you you have to, but, but ultimately I'm saying that to say you have to be ready for someone to give you criticism about what you're doing. If you're going to interview with a company and you, um, you, this is like hands down, this is the job you want, the career path you want, you got the interview and you are not yet ready for that interview, then you can't come back to your coach and say, I blame you because I didn't get the job. No, you were not ready. Okay. You Mm -hmm. got the interview and you didn't feel as if you had it in you to go through the process to get hired because deep down inside, there's always that little voice in the back of our heads that says like, Oh, you're not good enough. Oh, you're not worthy. Like you shouldn't have this. This shouldn't be yours. And when you let that voice speak louder than than all of the other positive things going on around you, then you end up failing. And that's the honest truth. So when you're going through mindset shifts with me and we spend that first month talking about that or a couple months, depending on the person, right? We spend that time talking about that mindset shift. I literally give you assignments focusing on you and what your career path is. So when you see it on paper, it makes your visuals come through with your hearing, come through with like where every, everything is like, it makes a complete shift for you. And I think um, I've learned that from reading several books about um, trans people who have to transition in some area in their life. Um, mm. Right now, my book that I'm focusing on, if you don't know it, it is the parachute approach. Um, no, it's not called that. What is the book called? No, I've never heard of that. Um, I was down for a good book this one. I don't know if it was What color is your parachute? What color is your parachute? This is the book that I'm on um, this year. So every year, this this book company, Richard um, in Bowles, B-O-L-L-E-S, 
they create, they update this book every single year. So they just launched the one for 2022. And there are some really great tips in here. One thing that I love about it, and this is for anybody who just like want to make a transition, is to go through this book and do the parachute approach, okay? Um, and even do the flower method that's inside of this book. It makes a big difference, especially if you're actually writing these tips down. Um, I have seen where clients of mine who I say, get this book. This is a great book to have um, where they are able to make that shift a lot quicker because they're putting in place some of the things that are in this book. Um, hmm. So that that's that's on my that's a book on my reading list this year. <laughs> OK, it's the most recent edition, 2021. Um, 2022 is the recent edition mm -hmm. okay. and it has a workbook that goes along with it. So if you're one of those people who like to write, I'll say get both. It is worth every single dime. Some of the things in here will last you for years to come. Um, I, I will, I will say I like working with, uh, people who are, don't, do not mind going to a startup company because startup companies, they got a little bit of money to spend as well. So one thing that they focus on in this 2022 edition is switching your mindset to work with startup companies within those in-demand industries such as tech. So if you have worked in large companies before like Google, Amazon, and you know a lot of the ones that recently did layoffs, maybe you can take your skills that you've learned from those companies and now level up your career by becoming a leader in your department. Um, by working at a smarter, smaller company, a startup company, because they know that your skills at Google and Amazon and um, what's another one that did le major layoffs this year? Twitter. Uh, yeah, Twitter. Twitter. Yep, yeah, Twitter did layoffs. If you have any experience in these, those like um, those uh, uh, the big four companies, then take them to a smaller a company, a startup company, use those same skills to, that you used to get interviewed for, but now interview for the the, the higher up position. So if you were a, um, a associate, I'm going to say associate recruiter, right? And now they have a manager or they have a director level recruiter position open and you have experience working at the big four companies, then you can be a director at a startup company and now make some things happen on your own dime, right? Like on, on their dime, okay? Like don't aim for the big four all the time. These startup companies, they have money to give. They'll be a lot more flexible with you. And you're going to level up your career in half the time that you would have if you were working at a large organization where you have to go through all these different tiers in order to get to the next level. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, you know, so I'll stop on that part, though. <laughs> Oh, this is all phenomenal information. So this is Liddy's website. I have the URL down here on the bottom of the screen. But this is a great place to just get started and begin to connect with her. I'm also drop a link on the bottom of the screen for a free three-day boot camp that she has coming up. Um, that is here. Let me go ahead and drop that link on the bottom of the screen. Tell me a little bit about what you're doing with this three-day boot camp. Yeah, so it is level up your career. Um, in the three days, we're going to focus on um, networking, branding your career. Day one is branding your career. Day two is networking, okay? Um, networking for the job. And day three is interviewing like a boss, okay? Um, I 
have recruiting experience. So when I say that you, you, you have to like be confident in your interviewing, that's one thing that I like hone myself on. Um, uh, and then when it comes to networking, there are three different ways that you can network. You can be passive interviewing, right? Where like you're going out socially and you're talking to people at an event or at a social gathering with a lot of people um, who are in your specific industry. That is um, like more of that passive interviewing, right? Where you really don't know them. Um, and then that can be led down the line to you finding a role because of you having one conversation with a person who liked you. Um, and then there is informational interviewing. Uh, I know people have said before where in innovation, um, uh, informational interviewing, that's where you reach out to someone say, hey, I need to know, I want to know a little bit more about your company, um, blah, 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 blah. Like, can we hop on a 15 minute call, right? That's informational interviewing. All right. And then you have um, um, last one is like your formal interviewing. Okay. So that is a, you, they reached out to you. They want to interview you. The company reached out to you. They want to interview you. That is considered formal interviewing. Um, I truly believe that if you are using passive interviewing, informational interviewing, informal interviewing, then it can get you the role that you want a lot sooner. Um, sometimes you can meet the right person at an event and that right person knows somebody that's going to get you into the job. So try those three different methods. Um, and that's what we'll talk about more in the boot camp. So, yeah, <laughs> uh, that's, what we're be, we'll, that's what we'll be doing. That's what we'll be focusing on, networking, interviewing like a boss, and then just making sure that you brand your career um, for where you want to be at professionally. That makes sense to me. So one of the things also that I want to touch on is the scope of how many people you've gotten employed over your career, not just in the last two years, which is hundreds of people, but let's literally talk about that. What's the what's some of the most popular jobs um, in the last two years that you've gotten people placed into, as well as over the span of your career? Um, yes. Yeah, so when I was working as a recruiter, uh, starting from uh, my last company I worked at, I was a high volume recruiter. I was able to get I was the first one of the first high volume recruiters there. Um, and so within my first year, I hired 1200 individuals. Um, across the nation. We were doing COVID-19 contact tracing. Um, and so I worked with um, nurses, social workers, CNAs, anybody who had a healthcare background or had a social work background, public health background. I worked with those individuals and got 1,200 people filled within that first year um, at that company. And second year at that company, I became a leader. Um, and so that mean I had a team of three other people underneath me and we kind of like tripled that number by the end of the second year. Um, and prior to and then um, prior to that, a lot of my um, background was healthcare. So I did nurses. Uh, so <laughs> it was a lot of nurses that I talked to uh, and some of which you still reach out to me and they're like, did, I don't want to be a nurse anymore. You got a job for me. And I'm like, sure. Let me see what's out there. Um, and recently uh, in the in my recruiting agency last year, we focused in on education, um, education technology and just education in general. Um, teachers are a, 
they're in demand. Okay. I have a daughter who goes to school daily and I want to make sure her teachers are knowledgeable as well. So I've partnered with companies like Heart or schools like Hartwell University um, and um, Horizon Technical Institute um, in order to help those uh, teachers get their certification, right, as a certified teacher, as well as take on additional trainings. So I love using my partner employers and partner schools in order to help make sure that people are leveling up and growing their career out best as possible. Um, my recruiting agency, and I was the last thing I'll say on this one, my recruiting agency last year, uh, we hired about, from schools that we worked with locally in the Tampa Bay area, we hired about 50 so 50 or so teachers um, to work at several different schools here locally. Um, and so this year, we we want to continue that. We want to get the teachers ready, whether they want to be in-person teachers, whether virtual teachers, maybe they just need some training. So we want to prepare them and make sure that they're supported as best as possible as well. Um, so yeah, so I hired a lot of people <laughs> in my career. I think that's perfect. And even touching briefly on some of the Fortune 500 companies that you've gotten people placed into, what roles have those been and what's that process been like for people breaking into those roles? Um, with Fortune 500, it's mainly like a tech role. So we got um, our developers, we have um, our um, auditors, which are the financial sector for fintech companies. Um, I've helped people get into companies like uh, PayPal, um, FIS, um, Chase. Um, what's another one? Fintech, uh, um, Stripe um, as well. So those are like the Four that I can think of off my, my off the top of my head that I've helped people get into fintech wise. Um, I've been able to network with with the internal recruiters, their internal talent acquisition staff, in order to help them. Um, I've even helped people get hired at um, for corporate positions at Walmart, corporate positions at Target, um, uh, and these are uh, whether internships or as a permanent role within their corporate organization. Um, and I'm trying to think of other corporate organizations. I haven't done anything like Google or Amazon yet, but that's fine. It's fine. I don't want to go big. I want to go for the, the nitty gritty. Um, I've helped people get hired for, um, director level and senior level positions at companies like, um, talk, um, it's called talk desk, um, uh, United healthcare, CVS, um, what's another one? Um, I'm trying to think of all these names of companies. Uh, Girl, drop. it's good. No, the fact that you've gotten this many people placed in this many roles and helped them transition in with a base salary of 70 it is insane to me. It's beautiful. That's why I'm loving that I can work with you, expand these initiatives. Uh, one question from the chat. What roles were some of the nurses hired for specifically? I think Sharonda just popped in. Okay. All right. Hi, Sharonda. Um, uh, so roles for nurses, particularly, I will say, um, look for companies that have some type of health component associated with them. Um, meaning, uh, I mentioned CVS, United Healthcare, um, you know, you, they have positions for nurses. Okay. And they are remote positions. Uh, a lot of times you don't need to take any additional education to go there. You already have your nursing certification, your bachelor's degree, or even your associate's degree in nursing, and they will still hire you 
be reasonable though. Okay, I'll say this. Uh, sometimes nurses can be making six figures if they're working in a hospital. Now, you, you may not work, make six figures if you're working for CBS and you are being a triage nurse, but you will be able to work remotely. You will be able to have flexible time off. Um, you will have better benefits than what you would have in the hospital. So um, my suggestion is to go for those type of companies, even looking for um, EMS or not EMS, um, electronic medical system companies. There are new ones out there now. Um, there's one in particular that's here in Florida. I forget the name of it. Um, but look for EMR system companies, uh, uh, EMS Epic. companies, things like that. I think Epic, I think, has a lot of those remote roles as well. Yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. Epic does. There's one in particular. It's here in Florida. Um, I, I I always see them, and I know one of the recruiters that work there, they have a small recruiting team, um, but they are a software company, and they implement a uh, EMR system for dental offices. So mm -hmm. they pretty much use nurses to help them to implement it to implement their system and they use their nurses as well for like sales. So instead of the um, like some random sales account person going out, they use the nurses in order to go out and get the business um, as a way for them to also make a consistent income and be out there in your community and actually making a difference in person. So there are a lot of different opportunities I will say for nurses. So why I'm so excited about what's coming up in March. I mean, first I'm excited for the three-day boot camp. I'm gonna go to that just for the sake of, I, I think I go to so many events. People ask me why I'm always everywhere, all over the place all the time. It's because, <laughs> it's good it's, you know, this is part of networking. It's aggregating information and really understanding the scope of the talent that's out here. You are a shining light, my dear. Um, so I will be in your boot camp as well. Um, but you. literally- Yay! Literally in March, Liddy will be in person with us in Miami and speaking on some of these amazing initiatives that we're doing down in Miami. Again, one of the beautiful things is that she does have a federal certification, not just in Florida, but also Texas and you said Carolina? Yep, North Carolina. Mm -hmm. So this means that as roles need to be filled in those areas, if you know people in those areas, if you're looking to relocate to those areas, we're looking to help get you hired and placed in some of these companies. So some of the services, again, just to be succinct, resume rewriting. So if you were in a different industry, translating those skills into a tech career, she's phenomenal mm -hmm. at that. Um, helping you with interview prepping and coaching, phenomenal at that. And definitely just having those connections to those internal companies. This is the lady. So working with a series of individuals like Liddy, that's the network that I'm personally building out as I go from city to city and state to state, because my job here while I'm on this planet is to create as many pathways as possible for individuals. Like well after I'm like transitioned from this planet, I wanna know that something has been left behind so that people can find upward mobility in our community. That's that's my, that's that's my passion. <laughs> that's my passion project. So I'm grateful to have the visibility that I do have. And as it expands, I want to bring as many individuals uh, as yourself who are already shining stars along with me as possible so we can push all of our community upward and forward. 
Um, thank you so much, Liddy, for being here. I'm going to show this on the screen again. So anyone watching, I see you got some people on YouTube and LinkedIn. Definitely take some time. This is free. Like, you have time to register for this. It's January 24th, 25th, mm -hmm. and 26th. Like it, it's free, y'all. <laughs> if you're if you've even been contemplating transitioning your career or wrapping your mind around what that would take and entail, or you just want to touch up your skills even in the current role that you have, this is a great starting point. Um, register, or if it's not you and you know someone who wants to break into not just tech, but there's also other roles outside of tech available. If you if you know someone who just wants to land a new job. These skills are baseline and transferable across the field. Liddy does offer individual services as well. So this is a great vantage point to start off with. So thank you, thank you, thank you, my dear. What's one thing you would like to leave the audience with? Just like a little preview of, of March. What's something that as they pump themselves up for the thought process, like, can I really switch into a tech career? What's something you want to let them know? Um, first off, make sure that you go and connect with Alana, all right, because she is absolutely fabulous. Just in the short time her and I have been connected, I know that I see like so much that her and I can do together and her just her path in general. So make sure you're connecting with her, okay, uh, so you can see more of these things. And um, secondly, uh, as you are going into this year, really don't be afraid to um, work with someone that truly wants to see you grow. Okay. And, and I know, I, I know it's hard to find out, you know, who is genuine or not, but that is my word for the year is to be genuine, not only for my clients that I currently work with, but for anybody that I want to interact with, I want to be genuine with them. So, uh, <laughs> make sure that you're really finding someone that genuinely wants to work with you, wants to see you succeed. Okay. Like it, gives me so much power when I'm like, or so much strength when I'm like, oh my gosh, you got that offer letter. You worked so hard for it. I, um, so um, I will leave you with being genu genuine. Okay. That is the word that I'll leave you with today. But thank you so much for allowing me to be here um, on your platform. It means a lot to me and I can't wait for March. Okay. Like March is going to be awesome. We're going to have so many things going on in this workshop. I'm just going to be down there in Miami. So I'm going to drive down there. So you is driving distance to Miami. Okay. You should be there. <laughs> um, we're going to do so many different things. It's two days, right? Two days for that. Yep. It'll be that Saturday and that Sunday of March. In fact, let me go ahead and pull up a little link that y'all can check out bc to bc.org. If you just want to join the mailing list now, while we were getting ready to roll out the promo material for this event in March, it's going to be the weekend of March 25th and 26th. Yes, Saturday, Sunday in Miami, Florida. Uh, we're going to be working with Florida Memorial University to help people in the community, college students, people who are not college students, anyone adjacent to that to get upskilled in the tech community. So stay tuned. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Liddy, for being here. Thank you, thank you. I appreciate it so much. We'll talk soon. All right, bye-bye.